The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books, including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel, and she mediates business, employment, divorce, privacy, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI, and she trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show? about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about fighting for love. And we are so excited to have Leonard Simchuk here with us this right now this morning. He is wonderful. He's been on the show before. We've actually gone through all 12 of our chapters in having um, different shows, talking about the different issues of our, show, of our book. And now I just want to tell you a little bit about him. If you haven't heard him before, you got to go back and listen to our archived interviews or download the podcast because he is incredible. Let me tell you just a little bit about him. Leonard Simchuk is an author, speaker, psychotherapist, and fabulous life coach who has helped couples resolve conflict both here in the United States and in Australia. He is the author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, and the lighthearted novels Cuckoo Forevermore and Cuckoo Barrow's Last Laugh. He writes, coaches, clients, and conducts seminars. He teaches writing, and he is a fabulous co-author with me. He's just a dear friend, and I'm so excited to have you with us right here in the studio. Thank you, Leonard, for joining us again. Well, Mari, it's always a pleasure to be with you, and I am so excited like you for our book Fighting for Love Turn Conflict into Intimacy A Couple's Guide which is launching out August 14th so we're so excited that we spent two years working on this book and to finally have this baby being born into the world so it's terrific it, yes it, it was something else and you know Leonard's written several books you know novels as well as nonfiction and lots of articles and me too but this is the first time that we've really collaborated together and it was a uh, learning the dance the tango of practicing and walking our talk which is we had our own little conflicts like you know, we fought a little over the cover of our book. We we had some challenges, kind of fighting with other people about the title of our book. So um, it was a it was really a fight for love, for really our respect for each other and our caring friendship. So let's talk a little bit 
about our original idea for writing our book. It wasn't was what it is now, right? No, originally we were just talking about maybe having about a 60-page ebook. I know you and I, as a therapist, I come from a different perspective, healing from the inside out. As a mediator attorney, you come from healing from the outside in. And we were saying, well, let's just put our skills together and come up with a little ebook. It should take us not that long. And little did we realize that the book had its own idea and started writing through us. Yes. And, and, you know, I want to comment about our working together. It's almost like we had a writing marriage. It was like we had to collaborate and really learn how to dance together because I can be perfectionistic and I know you can as well. And we have our different strength of ideas so it was this was a really a wonderful opportunity for both of us to learn how to collaborate together to look at our differences to feel some tension and conflict and walk through that and use the strategies of our book right and the strategies thank goodness work because <laughs> <laughs> we're still, we're still friends we're still, <laughs> and we were able to get the book out there you know it's going to be launching just you know August 14th, August 14th. Just, just around the corner. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, we we walk our talk. We, we definitely walk our talk. So um, remember that we originally had done workshops called The Gift of Conflict. Let's talk a little bit about that. We wanted to call it The Gift in Conflict, right? Why did we want to do it? And what did everybody say? <laughs> you know, that was our original idea because we knew that conflict offered a gift if we saw that the conflict was just a representation that needs were not being met and that if we really were able to deal with the conflict we could create greater intimacy but people in our workshops would say well who wants conflict as a gift <laughs> who want to unwrap a gift and find <laughs> conflict in it right <laughs> i wouldn't and then, you know it was so interesting because then when we did our workshops we would give out uh, questionnaires with lists of titles and then I believe it was your son who actually suggested the title Fighting for Love. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, he did. It was a great idea. And then everybody liked that title. They didn't like our original title. <laughs> we were going to go The Gift in Conflict. No, The Gift of Conflict. But in essence, really, we do believe that conflict is a gift because when you work through it, it, it gives you so many opportunities to grow. You know, just like we did. And we know that in essence, it really is a gift in disguise. It is indeed. Because, you know, I think as in, in our working together, when we've had to put our, our, our techniques into practice, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> sit down and have a dialogue with each other and get our pen and paper and start yeah. <laughs> working out some of the, the strategies, it really did help us. And I think I've gotten to know you at a much deeper level, Mari, yeah. in this course. I've really gotten to know who you are yeah. and then what you really need to feel a sense of trust, to feel like mm -hmm. to really be in a relationship and collaboration. Without the conflict, I really wouldn't have known that. Right, right. Or if we would have buried the conflict, we would have been very resentful. You know, just like in a love relationship, I mean, you know, every relationship really has to deal with the same issues that we deal with our most intimate partner. But it's the same, but it's a little different with your lover. You know, there's a little bit different. But it, the, the same issues of boundaries, mm -hmm. of building bridges, of of what, what we call solutioneering, everything really is the same. It's just a different set of circumstances when you have to live with someone. Thank God you didn't have to live with me and I didn't have to live with you. <laughs> 
Well, you know, this kind of, kind of takes, we've talked about what, what lessons have you learned? What, what do you think you've gotten from, how have you changed? Mm. And we've been really working on this book for over two years. So yes. t- t- tell the uh, listeners a little bit about the change that occurred with you. As a result of the book. Well, first of all, when you're working with a therapist, <laughs> and you know you're constantly getting asked questions. Well, why why do you think that way? <laughs> you know, and really asking deep questions. It really made me look inside more in many ways. So that was a great gift from you, Leonard, because um, when something would come up, you'd you'd say, you know, let's talk about this, and. I would have to really confront my own thoughts and, and you know, because I, I can't be right, you know, I, I, would I rather be right or happy, you know, and so um, if I had to look at why I thought something and was it a good enough reason, you know, what is it, was it really a good enough reason and, or was I just trying to be right or was was my thinking really going to add to the book or was it just because I think I should be right? And so I think that really made me um, look inside and let go of ego in many, many ways. So I I thank you for that. I I think that's one thing. And I think it it also... um, it really helped me in my relationship, and as Lloyd is sitting here listening to this, he may he may not think that, but no, I, I think he would say the same thing, is that, you know, I am much more cognizant of uh, his needs and boundaries and building bridges and letting go. So this book, by doing this book, I really, you know, they say you teach best what you need to learn. I remember Margie Simoff, uh, who wrote... Uh, <clears throat> Love for No Reason says, be careful what you write, because all your issues about that issue will come up to be healed. And that definitely has been the case with us. Yes, it, it, it was. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about writing a book, just watch it, because whatever you're going to write a book about, it's going to be in your face. <laughs> it's so true. And I was thinking, you know, the thing that you taught me, so you're, you're uh, watching you, working with you, you are uh, an incredible negotiator. Mm. So, you know, you just, um, and if you know your needs, uh, I just learned so much about negotiating and standing up for what I want so that often if I would be in talking with someone or in a relationship I said okay we either do this or not but I learned that we can negotiate we can actually kind of negotiate about how to get our needs satisfied while at the same time knowing what our boundaries are so I that's the thing I really learned watching you I mm-hmm. says wow I, I, sometimes I would even in my mind says I'm going to use Mari's <laughs> tactics yes <laughs> well I think you know even when we just did that recent workshop you know I think people sometimes forget that they um, they can ask what the what the reasons are why someone wants to do something and not just get mad and say okay you can do it your way just say help me understand what you're thinking and then maybe you can come up with some you know middle way you know because i think people just think my way or the highway and then the other person says my way or the highway and if you stop and say well gee why why is it that you feel this way you mm-hmm, know i mean we kind of mm-hmm. had to go through that with um with the with the colors on, on our cover because yeah, we did we, in, in the cover in our cover we, we mari we have two boxing gloves and uh, mari wanted a rose as the flower in between in between yeah. the two boxing gloves and and the cover designer had a white daisy. And I like the white daisy because it's, oh, she loves me, she loves me not, or whatever. It just it was symbolic. But Mari hated the white daisy. 
I thought, well, I like that. And she says, I like the red rose. And so we had to really go and say, well, okay, let's talk about what. So we ended up with a, a yellow, yellow daisy. daisy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it actually looks very it good. Does. You it know, came out really well. Because we have the primary colors, which really step up. Yes, so, you know, yes. you'll, you'll have to see it. You'll have to go on Amazon because it's going to be up on the, on four- the 14th. On the 14th. <laughs> but you can see the two boxing gloves. One's red and one is blue, which, again, I wanted two red ones kind of looking like the shape of a heart but he said no it's a male and a female so that made sense so we we really (laughs) when you're doing a cover i mean we really had to say well why do you feel that way Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. and and then there was a problem because the red didn't match what (laughs) but you know we we use this uh i thought it was very effective because if you ask on a scale of one to ten ten being wow it's really very important and one no or was three, it's kind of important. Kind of important. Yeah. So I know there was a color that we were using. Mari says, oh, that's a 10. I hate that color. And I thought, <laughs> wow, I, I kind of like the color. But if it was a 10 for her, <laughs> I don't want her to hate the cover of the book. Every so, time I look at it. <laughs> so she says, okay, let's get rid of that color. Let's find another color that works uh, yeah. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so again, you could see how we really did walk our talk. So what did you learn about yourself, Leonard? You know, again, I think I continually learn about boundaries. You know, the thing that I learned is is in relationships, sometimes I can be overly adaptive and mm-hmm. accommodating mm-hmm. and uh, trying to meet the needs of the others so that I'm loved, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I just, I recognize it even more so in this, in the writing of this, which is, wow, we all have a need to be loved and it's almost like a, it's conditional love. If, if I please you or, or do for you, then you're going to love me back. So mm-hmm. I really had to look at, at when am I just pleasing the other? Yes, you want to please another person for, uh, because you love them. But if I'm sacrificing some things, if I'm sacrificing myself, that's not the healthiest thing to do. No, and that gets back to negotiation. It is. Is, is being open and honest. And mm-hmm. I think that's another thing, is being able to express how you're feeling. Yes. And when you can't and you bury it, then you get resentful. And I think the thing that we, we continually talk about is the importance of awareness. So the awareness of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, the body sensations. So conflict is an opportunity to really help me center a little bit more, even though no one really likes conflict. Yeah. You know, conflict makes us feel uncomfortable, but it is, conflict's a bit like yoga. I have to stretch, and sometimes the conflict forces me to stretch, to be more honest, maybe to really state my preferences or things that aren't working. And we, in our book, we give a lot of tools how to do it really uh, well, how to do it in an appropriate way so that the results are more love and more intimacy. Right, so you don't really have to fear conflict that way. But, right. You know, because some mm-hmm. people, they fear it, and if you fear it, you stay away from it, but but it is there. And if you lie about it, that it's not there, or you pretend that it's not there, it's like um, it's like molten lava underneath, and it sometimes explodes, and then you've got this lava flow jumping out of, you know, a volcano. And, and so that's why it's so important, like you were talking about, to be mindful, say, gee, you know, I'm I'm feeling upset. I'm feeling angry. Why? Ask yourself why. What is it going on? And then instead of blaming your partner, say, you know, I'm I'm feeling hurt or I'm feeling upset about this, and I'm not even quite sure why. But it just feels 
bad and then talk about it like rather than just burying it there because it will come out insidiously. Yeah, I think the thing is people are frightened of conflict because we tend to think of conflict in extreme measures. Conflict right. leads to violence or right. abuse or whatever, but really conflict is if I have a disagreement and that uh, I'm I'm upset about something or a need is not being met. And I think growing up we're often taught as little children, oh, don't get mad or right. don't get sad or shut right. down your feelings. Right. And so as a, as a result, we shut down our feelings. And then when the conflict is feeding there, it almost can come out in an explosion. I think that's what we're frightened right. about. Right. And, you know, I, I think during this whole time when we were writing and I was really, you know, doing a lot of research on the brain and and how emotions are automatic. We we are not in charge of those emotions when they first come out. You know, it, it basically will will automatically get mad or or automatically you know, they they happen. Okay. But then once they happen, then we can analyze them and say, what do we want to do with them? Do I want to let my anger take me or do I want to say, okay, I'm angry. I want to talk about it. What's really behind the anger? So I think that's that's really an important issue. And, and you know, I think as we were talking, we were kind of reviewing our book and some of the chapters that yeah. uh, really resonated. I think one of them was forgiveness chapter. Mm. And in the forgiveness chapter, we, we talked about the three R's. So you recognize what's going on. You right. recognize the conflict, recognize the anger so that you can then release it, let it go. And then we have strategies about how to actually release the anger, yeah. the emotions. Yeah. And then you can resolve. It means that the it feels that there's some resolution solution because really conflict when there's like when you and you and i have had conflict mm. and then we resolved it i feel better yes and it's like wow i feel like we've really come to a a working arrangement right. together that that uh, creates even more collaboration it's more collaboration in it and it feels like we're friends again yes yeah and we also feel like oh wow that's a better solution you know when when we have that conflict then f from the conflict emerges a better solution, you know, when you're really working it through. And I think that's beautiful. Uh, and it's almost, when we think about nature, you know, what goes on in nature, you know, a snake has to go through conflict to get its its new skin or a butterfly um, has to be a caterpillar and, and struggles to get out or a new baby has to struggle to get out and then it's beautiful. So conflict really it, it's not negative if we use it appropriately. And that's the whole point, to make it the gift. So let's talk a little bit about some of the chapters so that people know if, if they're interested in wanting to read it. Um, I, and I want to say this, too, you know, uh, to the listeners, Mari, is that, you know, our goal was to present this material in a very practical, down-to-earth. We have lots of examples. I think we cartoons, cartoons because fun. We, we wanted to incorporate some fun, some levity into a subject that can be um, covers a lot of uh, sometimes intense material. Right, and we have a lot of examples so that we can make this very stories and they're real stories of real clients. And, but we changed the names to protect the the guilty or innocent. And we even have. Five Fighting for Love exercise at the end of each yes. chapter. Okay, so the Fighting for Love exercises really help the individuals who are reading the book take a look at themselves a little bit more um, in depth and also the relationship. So that, the, again, our goal was to make it really practical, down to earth, add some humor, and with some very concrete tools that people can use in their life. 
And I think what's important to know is that we practice these exercises. You know, I would practice some of these on Lloyd. He was a very good sport. And we looked at those exercises and really said, well, you know, how do these exercises work? And they're exercises that help us grow. And one of the things that I think I learned from doing these exercises on my own is a lot of it is recognizing that we have to really appreciate and love ourselves. If we don't love ourselves, we don't have any love to give. And that may sound like, oh, well, we're not supposed to love ourselves. We're not supposed to be conceited. We're not supposed to be this. This isn't about that. It's about really accepting who we are, growing to be better, but really loving ourselves. Because that's that's what love is all about. Absolutely. You know, although we say fighting for love turned conflict into intimacy, it's a couple's guide. This is uh, speaking to your point, Mari. Really, the bottom line is doing all these exercises, forgiveness, um, boundaries, bridging connection is really to practice more self-love. And if I love myself, I'm able to share more love to my partner or even to the rest of the world. Yes. Because we're sorely in need of a lot more love in the world. Mari. Absolutely. And, you know, when you talk about forgiveness, first we had forgiveness in a bunch of different chapters. And then we said, wait a minute. Forgiveness is so important. We have to make a whole chapter on forgiveness. And a lot of it is really learning. I think one of the things that really came out to me as I was writing it is I have to forgive myself. Sometimes the hardest person in the world to forgive is yourself. You know, especially if you're a perfectionist, you, you, you get mad at yourself because you, you didn't do something as, as well as you thought you should have done it. And so I think one of the things that I've learned in the past two years was really to kind of forgive myself as well. And then I can be more forgiving to my partner, my children, my friends. Don't you think? That's- it's, you know, it is really very important because e- even though, I mean, we're human beings, I get angry, I get frustrated, and there are times that I'm not in my best. And so when I'm not, I can just be more patient and understanding says, okay, I didn't sleep well. Or there were some circumstances that happened that uh, a need was not being met. And this is an opportunity for me just to, okay, I can accept myself. I can forgive myself. Forgiveness is nothing more than letting go, releasing it. I don't have to beat myself up. As we say, if a snake bites me, even if someone does something to me, holding onto the poison isn't going to make me a better person. No, because it only hurts me. Absolutely. You know, I mean, that's that's the, that's the real thing. If you really love yourself, you will forgive. You give it up for yourself so mm-hmm. you don't carry it. It's like having this heavy bag on your back. And when you forgive someone, it doesn't mean you forget because you want to learn from the situation. You forgive, but you don't forget, but you don't hold a grudge. And if that person is someone who's not healthy to be with in your life, you let go. And you don't have that relationship, and you wish them well, and, and you move can it let on. go with love. Yeah, you let go with love. With love. And if it's someone that you want to be with, and there is that mutual forgiveness and that mutual apology or whatever it is, then you can be together, and you'll be stronger as long as you, when you forgive someone and you want to stay with them, then they have to really make amends mm-hmm. and change something yes. and, and say, okay, I'll never do that again, or I, I promise I will really work on that issue. But um, but forgiveness frees us. It frees us, to, and then we really follow it up with another chapter, and that is 
change your thinking, change your love life. Oh, so wow, that if was a big one. frees us so that I can then begin to change my thinking. We know how many thoughts we have, thousands of thoughts in one day. And most of our thoughts are just unconscious. They're just going through. We're not right. really consciously thinking how I want to right. relate to the world. And so in that chapter, Change Our Thinking, is we're really saying, well, you can change your thinking. You can change the way you think about yourself and your partner. Because right. it always amazes me is that, you know, three people could be looking at the same situation and will see three different right. results. But all of it depends upon how they're thinking and what they're projecting out onto the world. Right. And it's so important. I think this is another big one for me. That that chapter really changed me because I would find myself thinking something negative maybe about Lloyd. And then I would say, wait a minute, I'm going to change that thought. And I would change it to something positive. And then I would feel better. And then I think that would enhance our relationship. So as I did, as I caught myself from a negative thought to a positive thought, it changed my whole attitude about mm -hmm. things. So, you know, it's again getting back to that mindfulness of what am I thinking? Why am I thinking that? That's a terrible thought. Why would I think that? And really changing to the point where we have that real positive attitude toward ourselves and others. It's so easy to be programmed because of our limbic system in our brain to be programmed to negativity that we have to really change that and to change it i have to be empowered and I, uh, when i say to myself i know we've discussed this mari is that if i have clients with one individual someone else i say it's not them it's me right and you say well wait a minute what if it is them no it isn't them it's me because the only point of power is with me so yes they could have done something that offends me that could have done something inappropriate but it it is really me. It's up to me to change. I can respond in a whole different ways. Yes. So I think that's the point of power in changing our thinking that we can be the masters of our lives. Right, right. It's not what happens to us. It's what we respond to. Mm -hmm, and we can. Mm -hmm. we have so many choices as to how we want to respond to something. And that empowers us. We say, oh, well, I have the choice. I could get mad. Or I can just release this or you know, walk away. I don't have to be engaging in this craziness. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Mm. So I think we should kind of go through what the chapters are. And and just why don't you go through and we've got our little okay, table so we, of contents. We, we have a table of contents. So really one of the first chapters is what's the gift in conflict. As we talked about, yeah. conflict is definitely a gift. Yeah. And, the, and then the second one was why do you fight? We talked about Which that. Which is huge because we're basically we fight based on our conditioning that we learn from our families. And that takes us into the next chapter is... I just want to go back to why we fight. And one of the... I want to... From all the divorce that divorce mediation that I've done over the years, mm -hmm. blame, guilt, judgment, criticism... Resentment. Resentment. Contempt. Contempt. All of those approaches are really what cause fights. Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. cause a fight. Yes, you could have different perspectives, but you can have a different perspective than me and we don't have to fight. Mm -hmm. So it's really how we we blame and talk to the other person. So go ahead. What's chapter yeah, three? Then the third chapter is what do you need and what do you want? And yes. I found, being a therapist for 40 years, Mari, 
is that couples, individuals, often don't even know what they need. Right. And then when they do know what they need, they may not even tell their partner what they need. We expect our partner to... I don't know, magically know what I need. And then Read if, our they, minds. if they don't know what I need, then I'm going to be resentful as hell because they're not giving me what I need. So the bottom line is, well, what do I need? Obviously, the bottom line is we all need to feel loved, accepted, understood, Re- respected, respected, appreciated, heard, yeah. cared about. All these different yeah. needs are important in a relationship or even just in living in life. Yes. And we don't have a lot of time, so let's kind of go through. Um, the next one was, you know, who am I and who are you? That's really kind of important. And we talked about the the different types of personalities in that chapter so that we can recognize, you know, if you're a dominant person, that doesn't mean you're bad. It's, it's great because you get a lot done. But if I'm going to go head-to-head with you, two dominants is going to be really rough. And having some strategies when different personalities. Right. Uh, we cover about uh, four basic personalities yes. and how to actually uh, manage that. Yes. And then um, stop the destructive patterns. Boy, we, you know, we have patterns from childhood, right? Those patterns are the strategies that we've learned how to deal with conflict. And we carry those old strategies that often don't work anymore into our current relationship. We have to know what our strategies are so that we can have new patterns. Yes, and we can stop them. And then we talked about boundaries and we talked about building bridges and we talked about forgiveness and changing your thinking, which is the next one. And then we have strategies for solution, you know, doing, making solutions, solutioneerings. That's a really great chapter. I mean, it's a very full chapter. I know you created the term solutioneering. And there's just some really very concrete steps. How do you actually, when there is a conflict, walk through these steps, step by step by step mm-hmm. to get to the solution? Yes. And then uh, transforming hard, um, to hostility with hard love. So when you, things get really hostile, you haven't dealt with them, we have a strategy for that. And then finally, healing from the inside out, which really is a way for us to see sometimes a relationship needs to end. And so that's... Just right now, we have to end. <laughs> and we had tips. So I was going to say, what you know, we leave with a final tip. Okay. And the and the final tip that we have <laughs> is lighten up, laugh, and have fun. Exactly. And that's what we did. We finally <laughs> learned to do that. Okay, Leonard, you are just wonderful. Oh, thank you so much, Mari. And remember, the name of the book is Fighting for Love, Turn Conflict into Intimacy, A Couple's Guide. It'll be available August 14th. Yep. Go to Amazon if you're interested. We hope you will be. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.